You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Freedom is everything. Freedom has been given to us by the sacrifices of those who dared to go out and do the unimaginable, to give up everything. And I too was willing to give up everything and I was blessed enough to make it home. However, the sacrifice is great. Leaving family, friends, your loved ones, your church, the community, and the comforts of your life. And that tonight is my message. It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. And nothing, nothing really resonates to that so much so as those who, especially with those who serve in the military, is Psalms 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Having deployed overseas and knowing the vulnerabilities of war and walking through the shadows of darkness and through adversity, having the word of God with you gives you strength. I've experienced the realities of combat and I'll tell you firsthand, having the word does provide you that authority and that strength. Because truth be told, war is not black or white, but it is a lot of red. And that is what makes the last Monday in May so important. Because we find ourselves reflecting of these men and women who serve so bravely, risking their lives and limb in face of great danger. We remember those who left the comforts of home to fight for us and our freedom and never returned home to exchange that title for warrior to veteran. They gave the ultimate price. The men and women who have given their lives to service in our nation, undisputably heroes. Whether they were called by our country, they answered. Some volunteered, some voluntold. But no matter how they found their ways into the ranks of the military, each took it upon himself or herself to serve to their fullest. And we live in the greatest nation in the world. Where so few of our nation have donned the uniform and accepted the inherent risks of war. And this alone makes them her heroes worthy of remembrance. Truth be told, there are still veterans out there where our nation was unable to pay our respects at their final resting place. There are still over 82,000 military personnel who have been killed in action that we have still not recovered since World War II. And we will never forget them and we'll never stop looking for them to bring them home. And that's what having been deployed overseas, you know, multiple times has given me introspection. And even on a couple of those deployments, I wasn't so sure I was even gonna come home. But scripture, scripture always gave me that strength and comfort. And when going into battle, one scripture brought insight, it brought perspective and it really spoke to me. And that is the Psalm of David. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield 
and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. This has so much introspection of David. I mean, think about that. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, the author and giver of David's natural strength and fortitude of his mindset. I mean, when you look at the spiritual strength that David performed in the Bible, it is amazing how David executed with such grace, standing strong through adversity, focusing under afflictions and trials, and performing his duties and withstanding his enemies. And if I didn't know better myself, I think he was a Navy SEAL. I'm just saying, I can't confirm, I can't deny. And like so many of the war fighters who live with this as well, train my hand for war and my fingers for battle. God took a man from a shepherd in a time of need and transformed him into a warrior. From being a leader of a flock of sheep to a general of armies. He operated with the military skill sets of organizing troops, leading men onto and off the battlefield, executing leadership on the battlefield with courage and operational mindset. See, David's hands and fingers were being used in the fields prior to that with the shepherd's crook and the handling of the harp and the lair. But during times that God was training David, he was training him how to wield the sword, the bow, the shield, and the spear at a time of need when he came calling. When you look at the lives of those who have served so valiantly in our nation, they too were destined for another life a life before the nation came calling to protect her virtues. The selfless sacrifice of our nation warriors to protect her freedom, that our God-given talents are used to serve a greater purpose than just ourselves. And that's my hope this evening, that each and every one of you will have a new understanding of why we truly celebrate Memorial Day. And nothing, nothing to me really exemplifies that more than John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Wow. And I personally, I personally never had to pay that ultimate price as many have done in war. However, being a part of the military and knowing that every warrior under a tombstone has his own story but I want to share two stories specifically of SEALs who had paid the ultimate sacrifice on the battlefield. They fought like a warrior in the company of heroes. And I'm gonna share with you stories of true warriors living a life bigger than themselves, who were forged on the anvil of war and adversity, who were responsible for much of the success in winning the war in key locations under extreme combat in Iraq. And those two men are Mark Lee and Mikey Monsoor. Now, Mark Lee, here's a story about stepping out into harm's way. Mark Lee was the first SEAL killed in action in Iraq, a pillar of courage and strength for those who know him and and who don't know him. But his mother, Debbie Lee, who comes here to C3 when she's in San Diego to our church, um, if you have ever seen the movie Uh, American Sniper, which is about Chris Kyle. I want to speak about another true legend and warrior in that movie, and that is Mark Lee, who was the first SEAL killed in combat. 
Ramadi 2006, Naval Special Warfare was heavily involved in the Iraqi war, specifically in Ramadi, which was the epicenter for insurgent groups. In the spring, Mark Lee and the teammates of SEAL Team 3 Charlie Platoon Task Unit Bruiser deployed to Iraq fighting the most dangerous enemy-controlled areas in Ramadi. The SEALs of Charlie Platoon operated nightly and daily, taking ground. In fact, they went and took ground in the middle of enemy territory. They lived surrounded by the enemy every day and would step out and fight every day. So even stepping outside of the building, you're getting in a firefight before you leave. Over the course of the following three months, Mark Lee and the members of Charlie Platoon conducted multiple operations, patrols, and direct action missions that directly impacted the course of the war. And I would like to read you the citation from Mark Lee. During a cordon and search operation in heavily contested J-Block, Charlie Platoon SEALs with their Iraqi counterparts engaged in one of the most ferocious firefights the enemy forces in what would become known as the Battle of Ramadi. While providing cover with his machine gun from a rooftop position for the SEALs maneuvering in the streets below, SEAL Ryan Job, who was a sniper, took an enemy round to his weapon and it blew up in his face and he was critically wounded. Immediately, Ryan's teammates, including Mark Lee, responded to their wounded brother on the rooftop, exposed rooftop. It's a horrific scene, but Mark Lee fearlessly steps directly into the position where Ryan had just been shot moments prior, shooting suppressive gunfire and exposing himself to the enemy. This enabled his teammates to lay down a heavy barrage of suppressive fire, allowing the team to recover Ryan and carry him off the rooftop. The SEALs began to bring the fight to the enemy, attacking the insurgents who were continuing attacks against other American forces. While tanks and Bradley fighting vehicles engaged in enemy positions, SEAL elements entered a compound to the east in pursuit of enemy fighters. While clearing the compound, the SEALs were ambushed by heavy fire in close range from an adjacent building. Mark Lee again, boldly and directly into the line of fire, engaged the enemy to protect all of his teammates and was struck by the enemy fire and killed instantly. Mark Lee was a beloved teammate and a fearless and aggressive warrior in the face of enemy fire. He represented the best SEAL teams, or the best of the SEAL teams. The loss of Mark Lee and Ryan Job, who ended up losing his life after three years before dying as a result of his wounds, was devastating to our community. But despite the hardships and casualties, Charlie Platoon continued to operate and aggressively pursue the enemy in South Central Ramadi. These contributions greatly increased the success of SEAL operations, which enabled a radical turnaround in establishing security and stability in Ramadi. But I want to break that down just a little bit, if I can, and unpack it a little bit. Mark Lee, when faced with adversity, stood in the gap to protect others when faced with death. <laughs> Mark stood strong in the gap saying, take me, Lord, not my brothers, and I will be there to shield them from death. Take me, Lord, and let them live on. And that's who Mark Lee is. His mother, Debbie, has carried out his legacy with a nonprofit called America's Mighty Warriors and continues to do many acts of kindness on his behalf even to this day. It's also amazing to note that Mark Lee attended seminary school and graduated in pursuits to becoming a pastor before making his decision 
to become a Navy SEAL, kind of like David. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that go, and then I'll just. I would ask all of you to search the internet for Mark Lee's letter home, which is quite impactful, and it will truly give you insight and perspective to what an incredible person, warrior, and Christian Mark Lee is. And next, Mikey Monsoor, another legend amongst men in the SEAL teams and a Medal of Honor winner. The Medal of Honor is awarded for an act so courageous that no one could rightly be expected to undertake it. President Bush said himself, yet those who knew Mikey Monsoor were not surprised of what he did. September 2006, during Operation Kentucky Jumper, Monsoor was the machine gunner in a combined SEAL and Iraqi sniper overwatch. And again, the platoon moved into the center of enemy territory, surrounded by the enemy at first light when they came on to start a gunfight. The team observed enemy fighters with AKs reconning the roads and preparing for follow-on attacks. The snipers are on the roof, and the team was engaged on a third-story building surrounding the area to be able to take the fight. Mikey Monsoor was a heavy machine gunner, and they were doing daily actions. They were doing drive-by shooting with their AKs. They were shooting RPGs in there, and they knew there was an ensuing attack that was going to come. The officer in charge moved Mikey over into the corner where there was a stairwell, and that was an egress point. That was the most likely avenue approach that the enemy would be coming into. While the snipers were engaged in the firefight, an enemy combatant walking below from an unknown direction, slung a grenade up in the air, coming in between the two seals outside of there and hit Mikey in the chest with the grenade. At that moment, Mikey had a decision to make. He immediately yelled grenade standing up and dropped on that grenade to take the blast, protecting all his brothers. Without hesitation and showing no regard for his own life, he threw himself on that grenade, smothering it to protect his teammates, who were lying in very close proximity. The grenade detonated, and as it came down on top of it, mortally wounding him. Monsieur's actions could not have been more selflessly or clearly intentional. And of all the seals on that rooftop, he was the only avenue of escape to that blast. He could have jumped down that stairs to protect himself, but in that moment, made that decision to take the protection of his team. One of the men on the mission said, Mikey looked at death in the face that day and said, you cannot take my brothers. I will go in their stead. <laughs> now, when that grenade hit Mikey in the chest and it fell to the ground, you could imagine at that moment, he had the option of escaping down that stairwell and saving himself. But because of what he did, every SEAL on that team lived. He truly paid the ultimate sacrifice and didn't even flinch when making that choice. The results of these two men who I just described to you, as well as the efforts of many more, are the strategic and instrumental efforts to achieving victory for the US and Iraqi forces in the fight. And as General George S. Patton said, it is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. Wow. 
So let's talk about that, personal sacrifice. We just spoke, I just spoke, about two men who personified sacrifice. The Vision Builder series is called Advance for a Reason. We, have all our, we all have our own battles. We have our own fights to contend with. And the church is fighting to take territory, just as the seals did in, that, in the battles. To build the kingdom of God, because we know that that enemy is roaring like a lion. It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. And I encourage everyone to do their part to advance C3 with taking ground. Just as the military goes into other nations, advancing and taking territory from the evil and bringing the light, it is through vision builders where we can advance by taking territory and the devil, take it from the devil and taking ground for the kingdom. Now, thank you. As a veteran who's gone to war, I can assure you that there is evil in the world and there must exist an opposing force to that evil in order to take ground. We cannot stand idly by and pray that it doesn't happen to us. We need to weaponize our talents through the word and take and conquer tactical ground. For my wife and I, in the growth and testing of our faith, especially at the beginning, we didn't even realize that when stepping forward in faith, we were taking ground. As far back as 12 years ago, I was deployed overseas. My wife, she was invited to the first Vision Builders dinner. About 50 people were invited. Pastor Jurgen, of course, got up, did his powerful presentation and how C3 wanted to buy a single building. Think about that. Pastor Jurgen, Pastor Leanne's first vision was a single building and you can see where we are now. But my wife called me though and says, babe, they want money, what do we do? <clears throat> and I'm overseas. And we both really had no idea what was going on. But <clears throat> it was the beginning of a new calling. It was about stretching our mindset and our faith as Christians. My wife and I were very new to the church at that time, less than probably a year, but then again, so was everybody else. <laughs> And we decided, we decided to give money <clears throat> excuse me, to that building and pay it through the year and find out how we would afford, uh, get, to, get the building. And it was then that we began to see God's work and taking place in our life and it was evident that we were taking ground, which is a whole nother story that I don't think we have time for today. <laughs> but we did live Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Because when it really comes down to is there are many sacrifices in our lives. When my wife and I decided to give the Vision Builders Church, we were holding service in a gym at a Boys and Girls Club in Carmel Valley. And although we knew there was something very different and powerful about our pastors, we made the conscious decision to not just attend C3, but to become members of the church and start serving. And the sacrifice was our time and our money but it stretched us to new beginnings. So we believe in things that are bigger than ourselves, such as our tribe, such as our family with our son, 
such as our SEAL team community and most importantly, our church community. We have truly been blessed tremendously by it all. But putting that in perspective, think about the sacrifices given by those who protected our freedoms overseas. What sacrifices are we bringing as a church? I mean, we can all serve ensuring the freedom that was bought for us, right? And paid for with a high price and make sure that it doesn't go in vain. In our efforts, if our efforts are not making disciples, we're wasting our time. When it comes down to, we need real impact, like the warriors fighting overseas. The church needs to have real impact. And it comes down to a time when he returns. The question is, are you seeking out feeding and building disciples? Or do you possess a mentality in the spirit that says, I got mine, I'll just wait for that time of judgment? No, we're not. We need to take action now. Yes, Jesus did not pay that price by paying, putting his life down for us so that the church could just limp along. God doesn't need a majority to win this fight either. What he needs is servants willing to stand in the gap, just as the warriors. Thank you. To dedicate their talents to building the kingdom. Jesus sacrificed everything so that we could advance. And we do that through sowing in our church in San Diego, standing for what we believe in. It's right and true and bigger than just ourselves. So I know this was fast and in closing, there's no doubt in my mind that you truly appreciate what the military has done protecting our freedoms. But if I could harness that deeper essence, the deeper meaning of what our warriors' courage did for our freedoms. If I could package or charge that into the true essence and put that in some sort of lens to better understand why we owe so much to those people who serve, it would change you as a human being. And just as Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins, we owe the fallen in a different way, a debt that we can never pay. If we wanna preserve our freedom, we must put to action our appreciation by being proud of who we are. God-fearing nation that lives in the freedom of our veterans protected. Thank you. Fewer than 10% of Americans can even claim the title of veteran, and less than 1% are currently fighting for our freedom overseas in the global war on terrorism. Veterans have given us freedom, given us security, and the greatest nation on earth, and it's impossible to even put a price on that. So go enjoy your freedoms this weekend by toasting our heroes at a barbecue. In fact, one better. I challenge you with this. If you're going to have, going to attend a barbecue tomorrow, dedicate it to a fallen warrior. Celebrate that individual, their background, what they did to serve our nation, 
and how they sacrifice for our freedom. Celebrate that individual, toast that individual. And that would be holding Memorial Day for what it was intended to be. Enjoying the day off while never forgetting why we have the holiday in the first place. God bless you all for being here. God bless our veterans. God bless America. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com. 